that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here. Ooh, it's raining outside tonight. Uh, it's the Spudcast podcast talking on my ass with Kirk Talbot, who is a state senator, but him and his brother own Lucky Dogs. So we're going to talk a little bit about the state senate and a lot more about Lucky Dogs here on the Spudcast right after this. Bud here, do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hair dryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. 9473392. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it, you don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor, over 25 years experience, him and his crew can do anything for you, from hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this, you better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing. And it needs to keep on growing because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, so I'm talking with uh, <clears throat> actually State Representative Kirk Talbot, who's Kirk's your middle name. Why do you go by Kirk? I don't know. <laughs> it's been a you just do. pain ever since. You know, they call me uh, Michael in the when I'm in the doctor's office and I sit there wait, uh, wondering why I never get called and they actually call in my first name. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. You have to ask my mom that. Well, it makes you wonder why they named you Michael and then they go call you Kurt. But look, my name is Spud. So it's like Shakespeare said, what's in the name? Right. But, uh, you know, my real name is John. I think maybe two, two people call me that. Frank Brightson. <clears throat> and uh and and the, uh, the other fellow i can see his face i'm just stuck on his name but nobody calls me nobody calls me john it just they just don't anyway uh so kurt uh is a state rep but he also owns lucky dogs which is actually one of my favorite foods and it was before i even played ignatius riley i worked for four mardi gras in the court at the 544 club bourbon and toulouse oh, yeah. and back in the 70s and four years in a row friday through tuesday and I lived on Lucky Dogs and Takey Audi. And quite frankly, I, I miss Takey Audi, man. I wish it was still going strong. That I was, know. It's an it's a old, uh, hadn't been there in a long time. No, but uh, they had the best egg rolls. And they, I, didn't, I didn't care too much for the shrimp tempura because I finally had too much breading. 
But their uh, their chicken teriyaki on a stick and the and the egg rolls. Oh, dude, those things were. And at two thirty or so in the morning, three o'clock, that was the best sober up food, so that you could drive back to Nichols and make your nine o'clock math class. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it was. But yeah, man, I you know. Even before I played Ignatius, I I, I, I I never went to the quarter without hitting a, a Lucky Dog stand, man. I would, good. Good. Well, it's, they're good. I don't care what people say. I mean, look, do you see guys, they got they got gloves on. I, I know what's going on. And it's a hot dog, man. What do you think? This ain't filet mignon. It's a hot dog, for crying out loud. So, anyway, there you go. How how uh, how did, uh, well, let's, let's get into the whole story. I mean, Lucky Dog's been around since, like, the, what, the late 40s. Uh, 47. 47. A couple years after World War II. So people are going like, man, you know what this city needs is a good hot dog. It turned <laughs> so it turned into it's it's an iconic thing now, which of course if you're a muckety muck, you gotta turn your nose up at it. But you know, everybody out there, they might say that. Everybody out there listening to this has eaten a lucky dog. If they've been to New Orleans and been in a quarter and had more than three drinks, they have eaten a lucky dog and smiled while they did it. You know, it's like riding a moped, somebody said. It's a lot of fun, but you don't want your friends to see you do it. It's the same thing with a lucky dog, man. You're going to chow down on that bad boy. It's just you don't want nobody to see you doing it. But I don't care myself, personally. The only thing I wish y'all had sauerkraut. So. <laughs> I hear you. Why ain't you got no sauerkraut? You got onions and everything else. Man, we just, you know, it's just not a popular condiment in the South. And, you know, it kind of smells a little bit and stinks up things. And yeah, it does. The Board of Health is really... Um, <laughs> It, it it doesn't make them happy to have it on there, so we just we never have had it. Yeah, you know? the board of health has a problem with with sauerkraut. I think it's just it's just messy and it and it gets everywhere and you know what chili don't chili yeah, don't right. get you're right about that. I can't argue with that. Well, it's just that I you know I, but that's me. Chili cheese, mustard, onion, and kraut. That's what I want on my dog. You know, and that's the only thing y'all ain't got is kraut. But you got the big dogs, and I mean they're just. They're delicious. So let's <clears throat> let's get into it too. I mean, it's been around since 1947. Uh, how many actual Lucky Dog carts actually exist there, Kurt? How many? If you got if you got a full complement of workers and every cart is up and running. I mean, I know you got like a permanent one at the airport, and I think you got a permanent one at Harris. Which are they changing that to Caesars? Something like that. I don't. I've not. Have not heard that. I think Caesars bought it, but they're gonna leave it as theirs. Yeah, Caesars did buy it. Oh, I mean, they could have some gladiators walking around. You know, that'd be cool. I could dig that. Some chicks and togas. So they got. So they got two permanent ones set up there. Any other other place that I don't know of? Uh, we have one in the Superdome. I mean, when you know, when there's games and stuff. So it's like it's like a regular thing. It's just there all the time, or do you actually go get one and roll it up in there? We leave one there. Okay. We have one that's more of a. More of a kiosk, well, wait, like what you'd see at the airport or, the, or Harris that we leave at the dome. Well, where is it at? Because I, I mean, mm. look, I can't afford no Saints tickets. I got three kids in college, but I mean, <laughs> if I'd have known where it was, I would have walked all around the dome looking for a dog. Man, I'd have done it's that. Behind the end zone on the plaza level, you know that level you walk in on from the ramp. Yeah, that level behind. I think if you're sitting behind the Saints sideline, it's the end zone to the left. It's behind that end zone. Okay. All right. And, and, well, I mean, hopefully they're going to actually open it up and there'll be some uh, some fans up in there. Were y'all, were, uh, when the games were actually played in the Dome and they had, what, six, seven people there, we all actually, uh, did y'all actually open up the hot dog stand? Was everybody open or what? We weren't open. Um, some some of the food was open, but, you know, there was so so little 
people to go around, you know, we just figured, you know. So it was your call. Want to oversaturate. Yeah, it was our call. They gave us the option, so we didn't open. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, I guess I, I see your point, but it's just like, man, it's a lucky dog. It's like right now, I know you're not selling no dogs right now with all these storms and such, you know. But Not, uh, on, not in the French Quarter. A little wet in the French Quarter right now. Yeah. So where are you also? I'm at the airport where people going, get me out of here, but wait, oh, I a lucky dog. You know, do they do like you and they get, do you get four or five of them to go on the plane? Like some, I got friends of mine, every time they fly down here, they, uh, they'll spend a day, whatever. And the last thing they do on the way to the airport is they go buy a couple of muffaladas and bring them with them to eat on the plane home. Yeah. There's people that'll get multiple ones and bring them home, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, and then eat them early. They'll eat them at nine in the morning. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. dude. You'd get a jumbo lucky dog with everything on it at 9 in the morning. Hey, dude, that's like, I don't know how many people eat cold pizza. Why do you want to eat cold pizza when you're going to have a hot chili dog, man? Just don't wolf it down. So that's the problem. When I was working at the 544 Club, you had like 10 minutes to get something to eat, you know? I mean, you were working like 18-hour days, 19-hour days, sleeping on the couch. I mean, taking a spit bath, getting back down behind the bar and dealing with all the drunks coming through there. Go, go get something to eat. Go, how much time I got? 15 minutes. Like, dude, so going to the lucky dog or there was a take you out of your block away you know and that was it that's all the time i had and i had time to go across the street sit out in a restaurant and, and uh and have you know leave a tip and everything else although i do tip i used to be a bartender so i do tip do you guys uh, do hot dogs i mean i'm always a cash person but y'all got the cards availability now too don't you we have some in the French Quarter that take credit cards. Now, we hadn't converted everything over, but at Harrah's and the airport, we, we definitely take credit cards. Yeah, but those are like, you know, that's that's not so much a rolling thing. That's just those things are set right. up like a kiosk, like you said. Exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, they got them on the phone things now. I mean, I've been to enough, like, you know, uh, estate sales and flea markets and such, and people whip out their phone and put that little thing in it and slide the card through it and bada-bing, you know, you're, you're, you're off and running. So. Right. I guess I guess not everybody who actually pushes the lucky dog cart has a smartphone with them. Right. <laughs> we'll hopefully have all that done by the summer. We'll have everybody on a credit card. Really? Yeah. So you, I mean, so you it, it it would just the lucky dog cart would come with the thing that slides on it, or or is everybody who is probably have it on the guy's phone is the easiest thing to do. You know, if you have equipment out there. It's going to get knocked around. It's going to get beer spilled on it. You know, yeah. it's going to get. But I'm saying, like, the phone won't come with the thing. It's like you get the phone. You got the you got the burn. You got the three sinks. You got all the condiments. You got the dogs, the buns, the whole right. chimac, the paint. So I mean, somewhere on there, you wouldn't just like stick a phone. Or is it now going to be a prerequisite to be a dog vendor that you have a smartphone or something? <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. But right now, it's just dealing with cash, mostly. Mostly, but we do have some. Yeah. Well, if the, if a if a vendor has a cell phone and he's and he's ready to do it, then yeah, by all means. Right. Okay. Do they get a piece of pie if they do that? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know they get a piece of pie if they do it in cash. Do they get an extra piece of pie if they do it with the card? Or is yeah, there, people they, can put they, a I, tip on it and things like that? Yeah, you can put a tip on it. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm just wondering. I don't get in the quarter very much no more. I don't fly much no more. I, don't, I ain't got no money to gamble with, so I don't go to Harris no more. I can't afford Saints tickets, so I don't go in a dome no more. So it's like, dude, my opportunities to suck down a dog is, is, you know, I mean, give me my chili and my cheese. As a matter of fact, we had chili dogs for uh, supper last night. Just yeah. went, oh, yeah, just, you know, went and opened up a can of chili and chopped up some uh, some red onion and grated some cheese. I mean, just had some at the house. I baked a turkey the other day. And had two turkey two days in a row, and uh, no, yeah, I pass on it. 
So, Maureen, Maureen made turkey a la king tonight. And that was good. And then I'm, I'm going to boil a carcass tomorrow and make a big uh, turkey neck gumbo. And then uh, I'll probably be eating tuna fish on Friday. Uh, we're talking with Kirk Talbot, whose real first name is Mike. But uh, he won't, you know, it's a secret. So, I mean, he just didn't want, he didn't want to, he didn't want to voodoo people. No, don't get a lock of his hair and call him by his first name. You know, make him do the chicken dance or something. And we're talking about, how, and when we get back, let's talk about you. And, I mean, you're a state rep and the session's coming up. I'm actually. I'm in the Senate now. Yeah, that's right. For 12 years, I'm in the Senate now. Yeah, you moved up. I moved up. Well, I I actually, I'm actually interviewing um, a, a freshman rep, Larry Freeman. Oh, yeah. You know Larry? Yeah, he is a pretty cool fellow. So I'm going to talk to him about to a, a bill that he's introducing and another one he's co-authoring. So we'll talk about it. He'll be up uh, probably Sunday night, Monday, something yeah, like that. Great guy. So, oh, yeah. But uh, when we get back, we'll talk about how you how you acquired Lucky Dogs, why you acquired Lucky Dogs, and uh, what's some of the things that are going on in Kirk Talbot's life. Back with more on the Spudcast podcast, talking out my ass with uh, Senator Kurt Talbot, who is the owner of Lucky Dogs here on the Spudcast, right after this. Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home? There's only one sure way to fix a flooding problem, home team elevation. End the worry, stop insurance rate hikes, get your flooding problem fixed now with the home team advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. You want design choices? On the home team, you're the MVP, so don't wait, elevate with home team elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222, or go to hometeamelevation.com. Spud here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning at 6.30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find the clinic nearest you. Spud here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with attorney Mike Brandner, the guy Gambit readers have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he, he's been on that super lawyers list longer than I can remember. But you don't make it number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brandner does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brandner, 345-1111. And we're back talking to uh, State Senator Kirk Talbot. When does the, the session start, Kirk, by the way? April 12th. And it lasts until, what, the end, end of June? Uh, I think it's June. No, it's like June 5th or 6th. June 5th June or 6th, 6th, maybe. Man, yeah. y- y'all could do a lot of damage in that brief amount of time. I'll tell you what. Absolutely. <laughs> we're nobody safe while we're in session. Uh, I know, I know. As a matter of fact, uh, when, I was in, when I was in high school, and a lot of people don't know this, but the the state house, the 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 state capitol, that is the the people's house. You can go there every day. I mean, I think they close at like four o'clock in the afternoon. But you can go there every day and get on the elevator and ride all the way up to the top to that observation deck. You can go down in the back where you see the bullet holes where uh, where Huey Long was shot and Carl Weiss was killed. You can see all that stuff. That's that's your building. I wouldn't go there while they're in session because they got a bunch of people running around being crazy. But the bottom line is, if you've never been to our state capitol, it is a magnificent building. It really is. But it is. When, it Hunt, is. when Hunt Downer was the uh, speaker, and he had it returned to what it looked like in the 30s, the Art Deco 
stuff like when Huey built, he got, he got rid of all that modern stuff and put it back to the way it was. I put on my Huey suit and I went in there and made a speech. Nobody knew I was coming either. And uh, Mike Foster sitting right there in the front row and all of a sudden I come walk. And the governor of the great state of Louisiana, he's looking at what's going on. They're all with Huey Long. And I walked up there and I, oh man, I ribbed him for 10 minutes. I had a ball. But uh, it's a magnificent building. And I can tell you, I know, and I know you, when you go in there, it's very awe-inspiring, you know. I mean, I, th I, think, I think that um, there's a little Mr. Smith goes to Washington in you there, Kirk, you know. <laughs> well, I think you walk into that rotunda and you walk in there, and I think it kind of, it still kind of smacks you. You're not, you're not uh, tainted, shall we say, you know. Well, and look, I would encourage people to go during session. You know, you can go sit in the, in the, um, in the seats during committee hearings. Uh, you can put in a, a, a card to speak if you want to speak on a bill. We have the, um, the balcony where you can watch floor action. It's very accessible to the public. Yeah, but that's uh, I'm just saying that because there's so many people there. There's so much press there. so crowded. You know, it's crazy. It's a it's a it's a circus. Yeah. Maybe what you should go is go there when there's no session and then go there when there is one. So get all the cool sightseeing stuff out of the way and then go over there and watch them make sausage. So. Right. When, when it first when you first got there to do uh, as a state rep. I mean, was it what you thought it was going to be? No. I mean, it was um, a little awe-inspiring, and uh, it, it was a lot to take in, you know. Um, it, I hadn't really been to – I observed session a few times on the balcony before I got elected, but, but not a lot. I really had not spent a lot of time there at all. So I uh, didn't really know what to expect, and um, it, was, it, it was a really cool experience. And it just, I still get, get kind of goosebumps going in there. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, 13 years later. I know. That's why I said it. I know you, man. I know how you, I know when you walk in that building, you get the free saws a little bit. It's a special place, you know. It is. How much work, though, I mean, how much work is done in committee? How much work is done behind closed doors? How much laws are actually debated when they get to the floor is actually lively debate and people change their votes from what they were thinking they were going to vote for until they hear the debates on the floor? Does it really change a whole lot? Is it pretty much a done deal once you get there? Well, most of the bills that get filed are, are bills that are not really consequential. You know, maybe they're renaming a building. Maybe they're adding a person to a, a water board in Concordia Parish or something that's just innocuous that, that is not controversial. But um, there's some lively debate. I mean, it's not like it's completely the opposite of, of Congress in Washington. You know, um, in Congress in Washington, they never sit in their seats. They call the bell to vote. And these congressmen and U.S. senators come out of nowhere. They walk up to a little ATM-looking like thing. They swipe their card, and then they go back to wherever they are. Where we're all on the floor. Everybody's, you know, especially in the in the House, it's a very lively, very spirited debate. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, things can get very heated. But um, you know, uh, if there's a bill usually that does anything of any consequence, there's there's always heated debate. You know, in the committee and the House floor. Now, you know, you try to work things out beforehand but uh, yeah. you know that can turn on a dime well i mean how many how many people are actually playing video games while they're doing this oh wait i didn't mean to say that our congressmen don't do that do they oh my goodness gracious we're one of the few capitals that has in this country that have the press on the floor like in the front by the um podium on the house and the senate mm -hmm. we let the press sit right there we have them on the side so i tell new members you know, it, it, don't put on your computer screen if you don't want it on the front page of the paper. So just be careful what you, you know, what you're surfing or whatever. So it's, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's all out in the open. That's good, though. Yeah, it's good. It's very transparent, I think. 
Well, the thing about it is, too, like, I mean, just, I we're talking about an awe-inspiring building is, it's the state law. There cannot be a building within sight of the state capitol that's taller than the state capitol. So it's just not yeah, going to get swallowed up by anything. It's the no. biggest, tallest building in Baton Rouge, and it always will be. That's thanks to Huey Long. Yeah, he, he, he did it. He built it. You know what? I was in an episode of uh, Unsolved Mysteries, and they had this guy who wrote a book called uh, Requiem for a Kingfish, and he was a forensic pathologist, and he was petitioning the state to exhume Huey Long's body. And I'm going, <laughs> that ain't never going to happen. Yeah, they ain't going to let you do that. What are you, unless you're one of the mole men or a, a mushroom man or something, you can burrow underground and do it. You ain't never going to. Oh, well, I think I have a convincing argument. Bruh, they, they might look at you while you make your argument, but they're going to have the biggest sneers on their faces. It's just never right. going to happen. No, I don't think so. Can you, uh, when you, okay. I wanted to talk to you about the Lucky Dogs and such, and I'm letting I'm getting all carried away with doing uh, this stuff. Let's get back to the Lucky Dogs. How did you end up with Lucky Dogs, man? I mean, so my dad um, was from Bay St. Louis, went to St. Stanislaus, and then went to Southern Miss, and then had had moved to New Orleans. And I think he and a few guys owned a bar in the French Quarter, and then they got out of that. And then my dad was a partner in. Um, Orange Julius, you remember Orange Julius? I remember, I drank a lot of them. Yeah, I love right. them. So he and three or four guys were in that, and then my dad saw Lucky Dogs for sale in the classified section of the Times Picayune. Really? He did, and at that time, you know, it was really kind of run down. The French Quarter was really run down. This is in 1969. Yeah. And um, you know, it just, it just, he just kind of bought it on a, on a, on a chance. On a goof or on a chance? Uh, on a chance, you know, he, he just, you know, again, it was, it was the whole quarter, that whole thing was kind of floundering. So he bought it and, and, and built it up and then things just kind of took off from there. And then the, you know, the rest is history, but he bought it from the Loy Cano brothers who were the original uh, founders who, you know, who, who did it in 1947. Yeah. So it's just been uh, the, the two families that have owned it. They didn't, I mean, they didn't have any family members. Well, you know what though? Sometimes, I mean, you just, you got to have new blood. You got to have a change. Yeah. You got to. You yeah, know, they um, I guess they had no heirs or, or no uh, no heirs that were interested that to run it. Right. Yeah. But uh, it was two brothers, Lloyd Cano brothers that 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 had it and sold it to my dad. And then you inherited it or you went to your dad and go, I, I, I'm a dog. I'm doggone kind of guy. <laughs> no, dad. He held on to it to the end. He he passed away in 2012. And, and my brother and I and our longtime manager, uh, Jerry Strahan. Yeah. Um, run the business now. Oh, Jerry's still there. He is still there. Man. Still there. For those of you who don't know, Jerry Strahan is a superb historian who worked with uh, Ambrose, and uh, he right. he uh, he was one of the people who oversaw the fixing up of that PT boat. That's right. And me and my my son Jack Boy, when he was uh, when he was like 13, 14 years old, he was one of these uh, volunteers at the uh, World War II Museum, and uh, I went over there to get him one day, and we were walking, just looking through the windows. At the uh, at the PT boat while they work on it, and here comes Jerry, yeah. and he, he opens the door and says, "Come on in, man, come on in." So we go up in there, and who do we run into? Is Jim Letton, and right. Jim J Letton was there every day. He was there every Saturday working on it. Every so Jack Boy started kind of going over there too. But that particular Saturday, they were about to put the planks down on the on the on the deck, and they had the sub deck there, and they let us all everybody autographed the sub deck, and they let me and Jack Boy sign it too, and then they laid the the planks down on top of it. But Jerry has written a book called Managing Ignatius, and it is, it's like a history of some of the uh, more colorful hot dog vendors that they've had. And it's a, it's a, that would make a great movie 
by itself. You know, I know they're ne- they're, they're never going to make Confederacy, but that would be an excellent an excellent yeah. movie. You know, Jerry uh, in high school worked for Owens Julius for my dad at Lakeside Mall, and that's where they met. And then he got his master's in history under Stephen Ambrose at UNO, and then came back and you know worked for my dad full time, and, and mm-hmm. he's been there ever since. But he's a you know a great historian. Wrote a book on Andrew Higgins. Uh, you know who who yeah. Higgins votes. And um, you know, just a really, really uh, great storyteller. He's a fabulous, really, and and but and he knows his hot dogs. Oh yeah, he really does. He does oh, yeah. his hot dogs. When uh, I mean, what do you got to be? I imagine, I imagine being a hot dog vendor is one with a lot of turnover. But do you have people who've been there for several years? We have, and you know, it, it takes a different, a special kind of person that can withstand the hours, withstand. The, the drunks and the and all the craziness that goes along with the quarter you know you mm-hmm. gotta have a a real special type of disposition to do that but we do have a a handful that have been there a long time and you know like jerry always says you know the quarter kind of enwraps you in the in that culture and and once they get sucked into that you know they don't they can't work anywhere else they don't want to work anywhere else you know yeah. every night's a party every night's a festival and you know once you've worked on bourbon street like that, and I'm sure others in, in who work on Bourbon Street and other industries will. Oh, I, uh, they, you know, you, you saw it when you worked there for four years. You mm-hmm. know, it's hard to go work somewhere else when you're when you worked on that with that energy and excitement. Yeah, I interviewed a friend of mine named Pete Torito, who I did plays with years ago. He's been on. He's been a, a quarter character for thirty years, man. Like being a DJ and a doorman and a running like singing machines and all around. I mean, he's a quarter dude. And you know what? Uh, he's been out of work for a long time with the pandemic, but he was just, yeah. I don't want to say salivating, but he certainly was, uh, he was counting the days. He was counting the hours when he can get back to the quarter and, and just start being himself again. Well, Very things cool. are ticking up, you know. Um, we're not where we need to be, but 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 things are, are picking up, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, what can I say? How many hot I got to go. I'm out of time, but let me answer this. How many hot dogs? Does a does a guy have to sell? How many hot dogs do they have, and how many does he have to sell to make it worthwhile to put up with all the nonsense going on in the quarter? That's a good question. My brother handles that side of the business. I I, I would say, I, I, yeah, I, I'd hate to, to put a number on it, but you know, all things are different, right? During the week, it's not as busy, mm-hmm. and um, you know, but but in the weekend, you make up for it, and and you know, certain guys work certain corners and kind of build that clientele where they always know yeah. they're here and they, they like that particular guy. So, um, and you know, you, you can't just sit there. You gotta, you gotta hawk them. Oh yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta, uh, interact and bark at the people that walk by, not in an obnoxious way, but you know, no. you gotta, it's you like, know, that's what the people want. That's what the good vendors do. You know, well, it's not like you can't open a door and, and, and show a, a hint of uh, hooter. Right. <laughs> look at this dog right here oh don't talk too close i gotta slam the door shut here while wow. look at these weenies soaking around in this water kirk talbot it's been a pleasure talking to you again uh good luck in the upcoming session and good luck with the with the lucky dogs because it is iconic to new orleans and it just would not be the same if lucky dogs went away well tell my friend larry hello and um anytime you want me back just just let me know I'll be glad to do it i'm glad to hear that man all right we'll be wrapping up the spudcast right after this 
Ready to wave bye-bye to this rotten year? Then get the greatest holiday gift of 2020, the iWave air purifier from Serentine Comfort Systems. This proven ion technology kills molds, allergens, bacteria, even viruses, including COVID-19. Serentine can install the iWave right in your existing AC unit. No UV bulbs, no filters, no maintenance, and all for about 25 bucks a month. Call your iWave dealer, Serentine Comfort Systems, at 504-833-8831. 504-833-8831. Hey, what you gonna do this weekend? You can't go dancing and go to the show because the Corona Cootie's back with a vengeance. Oh, I got an idea. Go fishing. Yeah, get yourself a licensed and insured guide on LASaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. And at LASaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos galore from all the happy fishermen and women and kids and... Don't be the one that got away. Go to LASaltwater.com and book your charter today. Okay, Kirk Talbot, state senator. Lucky dog kind of guy. Appreciate you taking the time there, Kirk. All right, next week we're going to talk to, uh, like I was telling Kirk, Larry Freeman. And I'm also going to talk to Adrian Bruno. I've had him before. We're going to talk about privatizing the sewage and water board, or why won't they privatize the sewage and water board. That's coming up next week. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for joining me tonight here on a Spudcast. You can reach uh, this show on Red Circle and Spotify. Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Public Radio Stitcher. I'm on Twitter at SpudGotDat. And I'm on Facebook at Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and the Big Teasy. If you'd like me to email the SpudCast directly to you, or if you'd like to be a sponsor of the podcast, which I can always use more sponsors, or both, contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Y'all don't get wet, baby. Stay dry, and I'll see y'all next week. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan. <laughs>